Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Namaste, yogis. This is Andrew Seeley here to welcome you to the Yoga Revealed podcast. Today, we tune in with DJ Drez, the Rasta Yogi sound ambassador and positive vibration maker who infuses hip hop beats to make you move your yogi feet in classes worldwide. Drez's passion for music is second only to his devout practice of mantra, meditation, and yoga. Which, yoga, period, is for everyone. Yoga is one of those things. Yoga's for everyone. Universal. Maybe everybody's not for yoga, but yoga's <laughs> In the practice, it, it's, it's taught to us that you do gain some interesting powers. insights and powers. Straight up, you do. Observe them. Don't get caught up. Be prepared to boogie on down as we tune into this yogi sound, DJ Drez, on this episode of the Yoga Revealed Podcast. So this morning, I am very honored to be in the presence of the amazing DJ Drez, sound ambassador. (laughs) The man behind the positive vibrations of many of these festivals, many of these classes here. I just recently uh, went to Wonderless in the Park at Santa Monica and mm-hmm. got to feel your great vibes as usual. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I kind of wanted to just start at the ground level and kind of give me some of your background, um, you know, what you do for those of the listeners who are not too familiar with you. Um, just kind of give me like an overview. Overview of, of who you of, are, of, what you who do. Who I am? Yeah. Um, who well, is DJ Dress? <laughs> I am uh, a music lover and, and maker, and uh, uh, I DJ. I started DJing, I don't know, like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the hip hop world, DJing clubs and, and underground parties and, and going on tour with rappers and bands and. Uh, um, yeah, just deep, deep, deep in, into just real hip-hop. Yeah. And everything what hip-hop is, like fully in the culture. Immersed. Graffiti artist, b-boy, dancer, like all that. Like that was my world and it's uh, it's still who I am. Like, like mm-hmm. I am, I'm a b-boy, straight up. <laughs> like I'm, you know, and uh, so... That and um, and you know spiritually, I, I like I was I was born like in like my mom and pop were Catholic, like church mm-hmm. every Sunday and all that. And then uh, uh, ten years old, my pop died, mm. and uh, I was no longer forced to go to church. Wow! And so uh, and. I knew they were onto something, but I didn't. 
I knew it wasn't right for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as the spiritual path, and uh, so you had the discipline of the going to church every Sunday. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I got it. I knew there was something. I knew there was beauty in it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I just just felt like it wasn't quite what it what it really is. Yeah. And um, so anyway, my ba- my path became Rasta. So anyway, so with that, I I I'm, you know, I'm a Rasta man. Yeah. And I'm. Uh, that well, that was my path for many years, and I learned about many things and uh, cultures, ways of life, all that. And now the only thing I could really call myself is is universal wisdom, because mm-hmm. I've I've got I've you know delved and dived and swam in the judeo-christian stuff and and touch the nectars of islam and 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 experienced all the beauties of hinduism and buddhism and um and so like i'm i'm all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh so i'm a dj music playing loving spiritual cat that says Sanskrit mantras every mm-hmm. second of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, uh, yeah. And what, I mean, now, like now, I mean, uh, I don't know how far you want me to go, but the, the, the gist of it is my, my hip-hop world, um, because hip-hop music samples from every kind of music, Yeah, that opened me up to world music, to reggae, to uh, Indian classical music, mm-hmm. um, just music from all over, jazz, and uh, so I started to incorporate the original stuff where they were sampling from the old soul jazz, and um, I incorporate all that in what I do, and the sounds of the East, the Indian music, stuck strong. It just yeah, it makes sense to me, um, and. Uh, did that so, come from your travels, or did that evolve with your practice of yoga? Kind of just give me some uh, the, that, points. Yeah, that was like um, that was through that was through just connecting with the sounds originally. I wasn't practicing yoga. My, my practice was my spiritual practice was Naya Bingi. Like it was it was chanting with the drum, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of the time without words, you know. Um, just the heart, the chant of the heartbeat, and um, uh, so I think just vi- vibrationally, um, the sounds of the East, the sounds of, of of Africa and 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 Asia, just made sense to me. Like I mm-hmm. felt it in my in my being, and uh, so. Like I started making hip hop beats years ago with old Indian records and yeah. and, and whatnot, and uh, like when Jata Beats started out, it was never meant to be like for yoga. It was mm. just because I like Indian music, <laughs> hip hop, and like you know down tempo and all that stuff, and I kind of mixed it up together. Um, but as my knowledge of Indian music grew, and I when I I started practicing yoga, it was like. Um, it just it went that much further like mm-hmm. oh like I'm I'm listening not only to Indian classical music but I'm listening to devotional music yeah. and now I'm it's, it was really interesting because after learning certain mantras I, I'd go back and listen to music that I haven't listened to in a long time. Mm. I'm like, what? I was listening to that. Yeah, and it resonated. With and me. I chant yeah. that now, and yeah. I and now I know what it means. And <laughs> and um, so yeah. <laughs> so with this evolution of music for you, from going from you know this Indian classical music and really understanding the mantra, would you say that that helped you to bloom into your practice of yoga? Or were you practicing at that time at all? Um, not. It, it was actually really, it was really, um, it was really separate. Ah. My practice was to 
it was to create balance because I was very much taking myself too serious mm. um, in a lot of ways. And, How so? Um, well, my vows spiritually were out of balance um, for me personally mm-hmm. in this lifetime. And certain, certain things that I, I have to keep to myself and then other things like that uh, you know, like the vow, like I, I had a, a vow of, for instance, of that many Rastas and Sadhus have mm-hmm. as you grow your locks and you let them grow because that's the natural way of um, livelihood. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's, it's, an, ex- it's an expression of, of the yearning for a simpler life, mm-hmm. especially for like a holy man who lives in the city or, or yeah. whatnot, you know? And uh, so anyway, my locks were like down to my knees and they were giant. And mm-hmm. um, and that was just like physically part of it. Um, so that was a little out of balance for me. And then um, just other things, just the way I would um, hold myself around people was just like, you know... Um, I, I, I had a guard up that didn't need to be there mm-hmm. because it, it was um, it was a disservice yeah. to me and the experience that I'm supposed to have in this lifetime mm. um, would you say that that guard came from say like your past experience of being in the hip hop culture or was totally it- like yeah I mean I, I, I grew up um you know, there was there was gang issues mm-hmm. and getting chased by whatever it was, <laughs> gangsters or, or the gangsters in blue, the police, whatever. Like just, yeah. and I I was never a bad kid. Like yeah, I was a graffiti artist, but I never did anything like, never did anything bad. Exactly. I wrote on freeways and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like I wasn't writing on, you know. Yeah. People's houses or, or small <laughs> businesses not like that I knew yeah. what I was doing and um, <laughs> um so anyway so that was part of it because I was like a hip hopper and like mm-hmm. you know hip hop in those days wasn't pop music exactly now it is yeah well not real hip hop real hip hop is still at it at its essence it still exists mm-hmm. but uh it wasn't pop music. You didn't hear that on radios, and, and everybody wasn't listening to it. It was, it was this kind of underground movement. Underground movement amongst this like uh, little packs of crews <laughs> and people here and there, and, and uh, not only that. I mean, but the the hip hop that I listened to, it was, it was the conscious some of the most conscious music that exists like that isn't um, traditional devotional music like so, so like who give me some examples uh, like poor righteous teachers mm. um, for instance uh, and then other crews like Jungle Brothers and uh, Divine Styler and um, X-Clan uh, they th- this, this is music that was really really huge to me Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talk of Rasta. There was a lot of talk of um, of Islam, and and so on, mm-hmm. and uh, plus to, plus mystic, you know, various mystic things of Christianity and Judaism, and just on and on. Yeah. And um, but not only that, there was a lot of uh, uh, there was a lot of teaching of loving yourself, mm. and. Uh, and looking to, looking to your roots, and uh, so that just made a lot of sense to me. So that was like that was huge. And then I mean, there was there was also like there was talk of veget- being vegetarian, and uh, there were uh, chakra stuff was brought up, and, and meditation, and uh, and you know wushu kung fu, like all that, like. All, all these cats weren't walking the walk because I ended up meeting a lot of them. Yeah. And 
it was kind of like disappointing actually to meet a lot mm. of these guys and not all of them some of them are exceptional like brother jay for instance beautiful cat uh um divine styler like guys are on point and they walk their walk mm -hmm. um but a lot of hip hoppers like they they were spitting out a lot of uh a lot of jewels that they weren't walking which mm -hmm. um which i still give them props for doing that even though they and couldn't bringing do it. it to the light even though they couldn't do it for themselves yeah, yeah they were still inspiring people yeah and uh so uh yeah how did i go on this rant like, uh, like a, basically oh, your roots you know where you okay, came from yes, and, and okay, how that yeah. that evolved into your yoga i, right. I wanted to oh oh, oh oh we were talking about taking myself too serious yeah okay so now i gotta, <laughs> I gotta tell the story which was huge for me is um so i i heard a story of siddhartha sitting on the side of a river uh -huh. and um he heard a guitar teacher airplanes flying through the sky helicopters <laughs> okay um um <laughs> What's it called? Siddhartha. Uh, Siddhartha. Oh yeah, yeah, Siddhartha. Okay, so he's sitting. He this was a this was when Siddhartha had given up everything. Mm -hmm. He was basically a sadhu sitting on the side of a river with his long locks, and he wasn't eating. He was had these various practices and vows going on, and um, he heard a guitar teacher going by with a student. And uh, the teacher said to the student, if the strings are too tight, they'll break. Mm -hmm. If they're too loose, they won't play. And like that simple thing was like one of the big things. Like there's various things along my path that brought me to where I am now and mm -hmm. why I wanted to start practicing balance. But um, that right there was huge. Like I was like, okay, yeah. Certain things are breaking mm -hmm. in me, and certain things are not playing as they should be. Uh -huh. So let me let me let me find a practice, and um, and so I'm a very physical person. I love to move my body. Yeah. Also, I grew up skateboarding, mm -hmm. and in skateboarding, there's a lot of hard, like tough. Toughness. On your knees, like, on your ankles. And you gotta be, well, yeah. I mean, person, I mean, you get in fights with the concrete, but not only that, but a lot of skateboarders are, are you know, punk ass kids. Straight, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> and then a lot of them, like myself, you yeah. gotta be hard because people don't like skateboarders. You look around the city yeah. everywhere. It's Somebody's like, trying to kick you out of your spot. Absolutely. It says no too. skateboarding. It's like, well, I'm not bothering you. Mm -hmm. I'm just. Doing my thing. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. And so, there's, that's where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. And um, so, being that I was so physical, I was like, okay, let me find something that is a mind-body discipline. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, for years, my whole life, I've I've been attracted to martial arts. Okay. And but because I have been around. A decent amount of violence and mm -hmm. people fighting and all that. I I wasn't sure that that was my path, even though I know that that is not the true reason. Like you know, the the monks, the Shaolin monks, exactly. and all that. Like, That's not the reason they no. actually. So it was like, oh, do I get into that or whatever? But yoga, like when I was like 14, 15 years old, I had pictures of Rastas and Sadhus all over my wall. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know much about the Sadhus. I just knew that they were similar to the Rastas. And yeah. I was like, okay, it's I, like I understood that what I'm attracted to is um, that life for some reason. And so I had the, I had the Sadhus on the, wall, on the wall also. In later years I found out, okay, many of these Sadhus are yogis. Mm -hmm. And the ones who created yoga, Shiva, he was he was one of these guys and these yeah. dreadlock holy men. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, <laughs> so it made sense, and um, and I forgot where I was going. Like, <laughs> no worries. Is, it's like man, like <laughs> it's um, it's an interesting path, man. Yeah. Okay, what are we about to say? <laughs> so, in in being inspired by these sadhus. Mm that's when your practice 
became something you said that you had to find balance oh there, there was a yeah. sense of finding balance within yourself and getting rid of this uh this facade this kind of like the wall that you had put up yeah. for all these years and kind of give me like some of the background as to when that time when that clicked when it was like okay yoga is my path this is going to be my practice um well uh, my wife actually had to talk me into going to my first class <laughs> because I was like, all right, is is because I went to a class and kind of looked around a little bit. I was like, okay, a bunch of white people in Santa Monica <laughs> doing this practice. Um, are they doing the yoga that I think that I know about? Mm -hmm. And so I, I I totally had judgments. Um, it was not my world. So when I went into like yoga studios. Um, I was like, I, I went into two, and I was like, all right, they're cool, I kind of get it. Like, they're kind of going, you know, on some of the stuff that I read about and whatnot, but it, well, it didn't feel like the spiritual practice that, yeah. that I knew. And it felt good, though, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt right. So but physically it felt good, but Physically spiritual... it felt good. It, it felt like, right, okay, I need to look into this, but I don't think these teachers are for me. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a, a class and I was like, whoa. Hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, and I also I thought I knew what yoga was. Mm -hmm. And... From your readings or what um, was Yeah, from? from reading, yeah, yeah, from reading stuff and, and um... Mainly, you know, the mystic side of yoga, you know, and, and um, the stuff that is still the draw, mm -hmm. and the mystic side where the mist goes away, but, well, if you practice, the mist can go away, and it's still mystical, mm -hmm. of what people think that word is, but it's like this clear... It's like a clear, um, magical thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's no longer mystic, but uh, I don't know. If, okay, if so that's a whole other. That's a whole other. <laughs> okay, that's okay. We're, we're, all right, going sideways. Okay, so I found a teacher. Who's this teacher? Um, her name is is Rachel Simmons. Okay. And um, she was teaching at Yoga Works in Montana. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> and. I started going to her classes, and I was like, okay, she's on it, like, and it feels right, and, um, and I was getting into it, and then she moved, mm. and I was like, okay, I now kind of know how to practice, so I started practicing on my own, mm -hmm. and at home, and parks, whatever, and then I was feeling like, I need more. And, um, you need to progress again. You I need, need to, to, I need, to yeah, level. I need to go back. And my son went to a preschool across the street from Santa Monica Yoga. Mm -hmm. Like Santa Monica Yoga, not the like <laughs> actual Santa the Monica original. Yoga. Yeah, the one on Ocean Park. Yeah. And uh, so he went to a preschool over there. And I was like, I got to take him here every morning at whatever, 7.45 or whatever. <laughs> so he's there at 8 or whatever. So... I was thinking, okay, I should look at this yoga studio like across the street. Went over there, and uh, there was some dude behind the counter who was a little rude to me. <laughs> Turned out to be the owner, which is a real cool cat, my homie now. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was like, yeah, here's a schedule over there, blah, blah. And so I went to a couple classes there. I was like, oh, I like, I like this place. Yeah. And then I went to this teacher class named okay so well I got the month long for $30 or something yeah like and uh, uh, I went to a teacher's class her name is Kira Haglin and um, she was a great teacher so for that month like I was like okay I'm going to her class and then I had a little bit of money so I was like okay let me get a Wait, did I buy a series? Was I able to do that? Maybe I dated like a, a little one or something. Mm -hmm. And then and then I couldn't afford to keep it moving. Yeah. And like I talked to her. She she knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And um, As far as DJing. Yeah, and... because like my people like my music was B 
being played in yoga studios and stuff. And, um, and not only that, I mean, I DJ all over the place. Like, yeah. You know, I, you know. And, uh, so at this time, so people, you're people already pretty established. I'm, yeah, like in the, in the hip hop world, like, and clubs and stuff, like I, like I do this, man. <laughs> this is not new to me. Like I, I've, I've, it's a trip. Like I've, um, how long have you been DJing? 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's, I, I, though I'm in the underground or like was in the underground hip hop world, like, like I'm, I was DJing and still do occasionally, but I play with OGs, like people that are in the history books. Yeah. People that have influenced like your Talibs and most deafs and, um, even, you know, Jay Z's and all those guys, mm -hmm. like, and uh, Project Bloat. That's that's the crew. And um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, so yeah, I mean, people know who I, who, who I was. And, um, anyway, so she was like, "Hey, if you like," she said, "Would you be interested in playing a class?" And I was like, <laughs> and at first I was like, hmm. I was thinking, well, no, before that, I was like, music and yoga are totally separate. Hmm. Like, yoga is for taking baby steps and for no ego, and I'm not practicing the music all that. That's the way, originally it was <laughs> meant, that's how I thought it was going to be. And then the question came up. Well, think okay, about okay, right before the question came up, I envisioned myself sitting with turntables in front of a class then the question came up wow and so you already saw it I saw it and then the question came up and I was like yeah totally I will, I'd love to play a class she said yeah she said you could come three times a month for free and she said and when you do a class I'll give you a private mm. so I was like yeah. <laughs> might as well <laughs> yeah so on my own I was practicing going to the studio I was practicing and then I would occasionally get a private with her and she taught me my first uh, mantras wow and um, so it just yoga made so much sense for me mm -hmm. and saying the mantras in the, the Sanskrit mantras made so much sense and just felt right Mm -hmm. And um, and I became, or I re-became a yogi. <laughs> and uh, it was like, oh, right, this path. And it's interesting because after really getting on this path, it's like, okay, so much, so much of this stuff is familiar. Mm -hmm. It's like, right, okay, yeah, I've, I've done this. I've done this in a very different way. But I've done this, and uh, it's uh, it's really amazing, man. Like it changed my world. I relearned to talk. I relearned to walk. I relearned to breathe. Um, <clears throat> I've let go of so much and uh, gained so much from letting go of so much. And, mm -hmm. um, created and space. I'm, yeah, I've created a lot of space, and a lot of space in my mind, a lot of space in my body. And um, I <clears throat> I know that I will always be a, a student of yoga. That's beautiful. And, um, it's uh, it's truly beautiful, and um, and there's times where it's so difficult, and times where I step away, and uh, well, I, I step away from asana sometimes, mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, the, the the bhakti the bhakta is always there like, yeah you know like I'm always but uh the spiritual it, devotion is something that really resonates well with you yeah yeah totally and uh but so I know to always, that I always have, that I have this tool though when I step away from the asana mm -hmm. and and I and I don't when I do it it's more like I'm traveling so much yeah sleep is more important mm -hmm. than an asana <laughs> practice like straight up or sitting and breathing, whatever, 
Nadi Chodana or whatever is more important than sun salutations right now, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not to say that asana is crucial because I'm a hatha yogi. Like that's it's the movement. It was it's what brought me into like it, it opened the door to this amazing swirling world of of the practice. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. So, how did tell me about some of the evolution of DJing for yoga classes? Because now, I mean, it's like you're you're DJing with Sean Corn and Shiva Ray, and you're doing these huge festivals, and yeah. it's big. Like you're like headlining the largest classes. Yeah, how'd that evolve? Um, I think. Huh, it's interesting, like, now that I think about that. Um, I think because I was a DJ Mm -hmm. before... um, Because I was a DJ before a yogi, that gave me an edge. Mm -hmm. And then, because I was a yogi, separate from being a DJ, that gave me an edge. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, I understand I, how to look at a room, and to see how to serve, and also how to give what they maybe what they want, but also sometimes what they need, yeah. which may not be what they want. <laughs> so as a DJ, I feel like. Um, I feel like that's something that I understand. Mm-hmm. And then, would you say that's energy in a sense? Like oh, it's absolutely energy. It's absolutely energy. It's meeting energy. It's working with energy. It's uh, it's it's speaking. It's combat. It's it's a fight. It's a making love. Like. There's it's a so relationship. Many things, it's a relationship. Whether you're in a club or a yoga class, like you're on a path, you're on this journey together. Mm-hmm. You're in it together. Yeah. You know, like it's. So. And then, okay, so, putting the DJing aside, I'm not a DJ when I was a, when I was, was practicing yoga. I think that helped because. Yoga was very serious to me. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, mind you, I'm coming from a place of being real serious. Um, and to create balance, but I also became really serious with this practice. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm not practicing music. <laughs> and classes are cool sometimes to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to practice under a tree. I'm going to connect with the earth. I'm going to connect with the roots that are underneath me mm-hmm. and um, the elements of nature and that is the proper way to practice. Yes. And I will not play English. If I DJ a class, I won't play any English. Mm. So they Very don't have few to vocals. To yeah, all period. Yeah. I'm going to play all, you know. That was my original stuff that was going on in my head mm-hmm. and that I eventually brought ease to. And... Um, so I can I think with all that being said I think my point is is that I can connect with the Mysore yogi who's in the class who is super serious and whatever and you know and I can connect with the the festival yogi <laughs> or the workout yogi yeah um and musically, um, the way I remix stuff, I, I try to make it universal to um, whatever path or age um, of, the, of the people in the, in the room. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I've... 
elevated to being like one of the guys. Go to man. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not one of the guys. You're the go to man. <laughs> it's, it's um it's humbling and it's really beautiful and I'm I'm grateful. Like I look at it like I think um, before before DJing yoga, the only other time ever I got tears on stage is I DJed in the Grand Canyon. Wow. On the the Havasupai have. They have a reservation yes, yes. in the Grand Canyon. I've, I've heard about it, and I had a friend of mine who went just recently, and she invited me, and I I, I didn't go. And yeah. I saw the pictures, absolutely gorgeous, yeah. the waterfalls Straight and how... I was, I was down there oasis. with Rocky, with Rocky Downey. Yeah. yeah. And um, they love reggae music. Yeah. And um, so I was down there and, and playing, and um, it was such a deep beautiful experience I'm like oh my goodness like hmm. I'm DJing in the Grand Canyon yeah I'm looking around and I see the walls of the Grand Canyon and look at this blue sky yeah and like yeah I was just tearing up while I was playing like oh my god this, this is amazing with that being said in the yoga experience I've, I found myself DJing things that DJs have never been and may never go mm -hmm. and um, it's beautiful like I found myself tearing up all the time yeah <laughs> looking out at ten faces in their amazing experience of a yoga practice that they're experiencing that time or a thousand people like some people smiling and having a ball out there doing that stuff some people going through like this is tough like yeah. what are these festival <laughs> what is this festival yoga what are they doing they're gonna kill us yeah and then other people are like serious like in their practice with in in a a river of, of people and energy yeah it's not easy mm -hmm. it's an intense place to practice amongst yeah it's, it's intense to keep focused yeah, to be totally. within yeah, yeah. like it, it could be intense being in a, in a room of 30 people but to be in a class of 300 or, or a thousand people that's super super intense yeah and it can be really intense for me like to feel it because the energy is there like it exists mm -hmm. it is pulsing with all these heartbeats and and uh, just people all this people <laughs> just people stuff but then visually visually to see everybody's experience mm -hmm. and what certain songs do yeah. and what certain songs don't do <laughs> when people get happier when people get annoyed <laughs> um with the teacher or with the music or with themselves I am right there observing and um, it is so amazing to uh, experience <clears throat> the human experience mm -hmm. in so many different like whoa I, I, I can't put words to it. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's why I'm a DJ. Like why and why we were what we were talking about earlier is like I'm I'm more of a feeler. Like yeah. um uh that, that I experience some beautiful stuff that I would love to share beautifully, but it can't it doesn't come out that way. Yeah, it doesn't come out in I could say some shit that like, oh it was amazing, but like it it tells you nothing about the experience. Yeah. And um you just have I to be there. You have to be there. Like, it's this, man, like, whoa. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm deep in it. And in uh, playing music for many people in these yoga classes, do you feel that music has become kind of a focal point in yoga? So I feel that, you know, a lot of classes nowadays, they're led by music. The, the music is what brings that energy into a class. Yeah, and um, a lot of, it's a crutch for a lot of teachers. And, um, and 
just straight up, straight up. I've seen teachers stress about their playlists so much. And when it becomes that stressful and you're almost late for the class, if you're late for the class because of your playlist, mm -hmm. that's an issue. Yeah. You need to check yourself and be there for your students. Like straight up have respect. Yes. And more so, drop your crutch and teach at least once a week without any music. Mm -hmm. You know? You could have a non music day or you can do yourself and your students a favor and have it be random. <laughs> yoga 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 is is about ritual like the, the ritual of yoga and having a practice every day all that is important but it's also important to just stir things up a little bit not go crazy but make things a little bit different so where if you don't have it you don't eat yourself up inside oh I didn't practice yoga day so I'm an asshole mm -hmm. to myself or people around me or whatever so that's that's like the yoga and music thing is um it's super wonderful and um i'm blessed to be a part of it um it's also super tricky mm. people also play shit in, in class that i feel like nah, no place man. in a nah, yoga class you don't play that in a yoga class like yeah. come on like and with that being said, like, I could also go the other route of, yeah, whatever, have fun, mm -hmm. you know, but um, even, even me, like, what I play in, in someone's, like, if I'm, if I'm doing in-town classes with a teacher I play with all the time, you're not necessarily going to get all the stuff that I'm going to play at a festival. Mm -hmm. I'm at a festival, so I'm like, you know, it's not a festival. If you have aha experiences and it's deep, that is so wonderful. But you're there amongst a lot of people. Yeah. And it's about community and having fun and having permission to act like your true self mm. not the one that was conditioned yes like yoga gives us permission to act like a I was going to say act like a child which is beautiful I could say that but it's more like act like our human selves like we want to move our bodies yeah we want to laugh mm -hmm. and because of our conditioning we need permission to do it. So if you have a teacher who comes in and says, stand on your head and all that, you're like, okay, I can stand on my head. <laughs> it's interesting. A, a lot of crowds are like that also. Um, sometimes, and it's interesting because a lot of times it's with a younger audience because um, teenagers, all that. Well, well, here's the interesting thing is at a certain age, especially high school, junior high, a little bit they almost need to be told what to do because mm -hmm. they're in a hard time in their life there's so much going on transition um, is happening put your hands up jump 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 right all yeah. that they want to do it mm -hmm. but they almost need to be told to because there's a lot of them are a little too cool or a little too insecure which often are the same thing mm -hmm. but um, uh, that's interesting so anyway all right so and and so people want to move and people want to listen to music together and all that. So um, yoga and music. All right, bringing it back around. Like it's really important. And as yogis, we it, as it's part of our culture. Mm -hmm. Sound is part of our cultural. Our, yeah. our, our like it's we acknowledge Om. Mm -hmm. We acknowledge Om. That, that's huge yeah. like to acknowledge that this sound is is Ganesh this sound is a space clear this sound is to be invoked before any venture before your practice before going to the grocery store whatever that alone 
Mm -hmm. um, the vibration, like that's it's what we're made of. It's 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 music. Music is like I love this saying, this bumper sticker, right? Mm -hmm. Music is God making contact with itself. Like that that's just, a good one. That is like, and I believe that. Like mm -hmm. I, I I feel that. So as yogis, we acknowledge Om. We acknowledge the importance of singing to God. Mm -hmm. Many mantras are are said in a way that has a certain cadence or a certain up and down that expresses it so the uh, so like the frequency is exact, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's the thing of like if you wanna go if you wanna hear eighty nine point nine on the radio, you have to go to that station. Yeah. Eighty nine point nine, not eighty nine point like so that's why like sound is super important and um, uh, so it's 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 music and yoga is tricky for me because like that there's that serious side mm -hmm. which um, which I allow myself to have because yeah. it's very important that you know because um, and, and I say that because I was talking about, about taking myself serious and all that and creating balance Mm -hmm. um, but point being is um, I think teachers need to take responsibility of, and, and they really need to think a little bit more about what they play yeah and uh, yeah you know what if you have a bunch of college students and that's what they need or if you're teaching in whatever area it is and you need to have a certain kind of music that's cool if you want to play hip hop in a class like straight up hip hop with lyrics and all that mm -hmm. just choose it better because I've heard teachers oh why well, play this and that or oh like you're, I hear you're like a hip hop DJ will you play this I'm like nah <laughs> just trust me you'll be happy with what I do Yeah. trust me I'm not going to play that but you know, wow. so like that, man. Like that's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. um, it's good. It's good. It's slightly out of balance. Yeah. Well, I I think that nowadays there's a consciousness. There's there's people like yourself who are leading the way for this awareness that the vibration of how a class is led has a lot to do with the feeling and the the connection that people have within that class. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you is with this, this sense of awareness that's happening, the sense of consciousness that's evolving, do you feel that we're, we're really making a movement as yogis, as musicians? We are... Like, <clears throat> We're in the thick of the movement. I think that like we're creating a movement. Um, like I think it it's gonna keep on. Um, it's interesting. Like it's a movement that exists. Like we're in it. Like mm -hmm. um, I think more younger people are practicing because uh, we go through a lot of shit. Yeah. Like our whole lives. As a human, no matter <laughs> no matter if you're living, if you're growing up with money or without money, we go through. We're humans. We experience a lot of the same shit. Yeah. And, Adversity, um, suffering. It's all around us. Yeah, like watching crazy stuff with parents or with friends or yourself. Um, uh, it's it's awkward and strange to be in this body mm -hmm. um, especially when you know that you're connected to um, well when you know that you are non-physical energy mm -hmm. it could be strange being in this body and we all experience it so I think that because more young people are doing it and because um, there's like DJs and stuff like that 
and festivals. Like, yeah, a movement is in full effect. And um, I think we need to be conscious of how we move it. Yeah. And um, otherwise, uh, we as a whole will dissolve it. And there would just be the little pockets of yogis that there were in the in the West, like in the seventies and eighties, and yeah. um, early like early nineties as well. There were still just pockets. There were still a lot of people in the West practicing, mm-hmm. but it There's wasn't like this. Right now, like it's, it's you see together. yoga and all every kind of advertising, mm-hmm. cereal to selling a car, whatever. Yeah. Yoga is used. Almost as much as sex, mm-hmm. which not quite, because but <laughs> um, it's huge. So I think we need to um, contain it mm-hmm. a little bit and be a little more responsible. Those who are at the head, yeah, and to not rip it apart. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people within yoga who are ripping it apart, and How so? they feel like. Um, this is I mean it's very controversial man like you know like there's a lot of people saying yoga is this or that yoga is for this kind of person or that mm-hmm. I don't want to get too specific it's all good because I'm one of these people yeah like, you know what I'm saying like and um, there's yoga studios that say we don't chant, we don't mm-hmm. do this that. We're for athletes, yeah. Or this kind of practice. This is the athlete flow, and all that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, which yoga period is for everyone. Yoga is it's one of those things. Yoga is for everyone. It's universal. Maybe everybody's not for yoga, but yoga is for everyone. <laughs> um, um, to have a class that doesn't chant or doesn't use much Sanskrit is totally fine. But to promote it as, oh, we do this for these kind of people and to kind of... This is yoga for this faction yeah, of people. It's, um, yeah, you know, people should be a little bit more conscious about that. And then there's the... Um, There's the, just, a whole lot of talk about be your own guru. Mm. Be your own guru, be your own guru. Yes, this is true. This is true because yoga ultimately teaches you to be responsible for yourself. If you're responsible for yourself, everything gets better. Yeah everything will get better. That's what, right, Gandhi says, Mm -hmm. right? Be the change. Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. Yeah. Straight up. Like, that's it. Bam. Take responsibility. Yeah. That's one of the things that yoga teaches. And that's, if you're practicing Hatha Yoga, you are taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Many religions um, say, put it in God's hands. Yes, put it in God's hands. But you, within putting it in God's hands, that means put it in your own hands. Mm-hmm. And be responsibility for, for, for your own thriving. And, yeah. and you know, um, and be, you know, be a lighthouse for people. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to be a lifeguard. I got that from MC Yogi. And that is like, some real shit. I don't know where he got it. He may have come up with that. He's, he's a genius. But to be a lighthouse is crucial. Let yes. people see. Let people see, like, okay, we're over here doing crazy shit or living very unconsciously. I could look over there. That's where I could go. Yeah. Even if they don't go there, you know that, okay, there's the practice of yoga, is, it can be a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, 
Where, 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 like, where, how did I get here to a lighthouse? Where, where? That, that came from <laughs> um, the question of consciousness in this movement. And oh, oh, being responsible. Yeah. Being responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, it's funny. I, I don't talk this much, man. So, like, sometimes I start going somewhere and it's forget. Beautiful. Like, I, for, I forget. <laughs> I forget. I, I forget the, the, the origin. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there are teachers out there who are exceptional. There are gurus that they, they guru, it's, it's the lifter of, of darkness, basically, right? Yeah. There are so many teachers for, who do that for people. Yeah. There's so many teachers. And from your regular yoga teacher on the corner to the, the yogi here or in the east or here or wherever who has revered who has followers mm -hmm. it's okay for people to have a lot of follower, followers and to teach that is okay yeah we're amazing and we come up with amazing stuff as humans and some of us experience things that others don't and the idea is to see them and that goes with um, Jesus the Buddha any God is to see them as the example and not the exception. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like ripping down teachers. And some teachers do things that are wrong, inappropriate, mm -hmm. and downright assholes that should go to jail and shit like that. Yeah. Or should really be checked. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they exist because they're human. Mm -hmm. And that happens. They forgot the practice. In the practice, it, it's, it's taught to us that you do gain some interesting powers. insights and powers straight yeah. up. You do observe them. Don't get caught up in them. Yeah. Don't don't abuse them. Let that stuff. Mm -hmm. So the people who want to do articles about them and talk all this shit and and share every bad thing about this person has ever done, like you know. Sure, if someone's being doing wrong, let it be known. Mm -hmm. But don't keep digging into it and then dig into all these other you know things. And that's part of the ripping apart that is is very unnecessary. Yeah. And um, uh, especially when it comes down to good teachers mm -hmm. and gurus who are truly uh, inspirational yeah. and who are lifting darkness from so many people and who are lighthouse and who aren't saying do this all this crazy stuff yeah who are just living a good life and and sharing great teachings you know mm -hmm. there's i mean there's just other things and um you know i want people to re be responsible and respect like because there's yogis who do this stuff and like come on take a look at yourself mm -hmm. and and who you could be you could be that person you could be the person sleeping on the street on the corner. You could be the the, the bad teacher taking advantage of students. Yeah. You could be the the this or that. Like, look at yourself and 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 the practice that is good, you know. And um, there's also the the thing about uh, people talking about oh injuries and yoga and yoga is hurting so many people and this and that. Um, yeah, people getting hurt in yoga. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of teachers are being... There's so many teacher trainings that are irresponsibly... Just throwing like, people out there in front of classes. Yeah. yeah. My, I did a teacher training some years ago mm -hmm. that just because you did the training doesn't mean you get like the permission from the teacher. Yeah. Can you go and, and get your certification with whoever or wherever because you pay money mm -hmm. yeah but make sure that you get proper permission and to teach there's pe a lot of people teach unsafely yeah and uh, I mean I mean we're get, I mean we're getting really <laughs> I mean we could go like yeah that's I mean I don't know if you wanted to go there I mean, but that's <laughs> I think that that needs to be looked at, mm -hmm. and a safe practice is the most important thing. Yes.
yeah. where this is a practice of longevity sustainability Absolutely. that you can use and use for a lifetime Yuma. yeah straight up tell you the idea is to pr like practice be able to wipe our own butts have sex if we <laughs> want to so as long as we want to right 80 years old 90 100 whatever and then to practice shavasana the final time to go into to go, to go into death with peace yeah and um that's part of our practice and um if we if we don't do this in a safe way and if our practice doesn't change over the years with age and climate and things of that nature then then we uh then we're not doing the practice <laughs> it's a trip man. yeah so true so true wow so we've talked about the past the present let's let's kind of get a glimpse into the future what's on the horizon for you the future doesn't exist i'm only here and now no the horizon is um to c continue to be a student to the practice and to myself and to my family mm -hmm. and um, to learn about uh, the practice and longevity and how to be at peace with myself and people around me and um, the future is to create music. Yeah. Um, Tell me who who are some of these people you plan on creating music with, or oh who you've man. created music with. Um, what are some things for us to look out for? Um, I work with um, Marty Nico a lot, who's my wife, and um, she sings on all of my albums. Wow. Um, I'll continue to create with her. Um, Kirtanias, our our dear friends. Yeah. And um, I listened to them a few Wednesdays ago over at uh, Zanzibar. Yeah. With you. Yeah. That man, was awesome. Yeah. They so. With, with them and um, Dominic Dean Bro, who uh, he plays all the, um, mo mostly all the flutes and saxes and all the wind instruments on my albums. He's exceptional. He's a dear friend. Um, Sheila Bringy and I are doing a project together. She's ultra talented, multi instrumentalist singing goddess. And um, Arjun Baba, like, you know. Um, uh, Were you on MC Yogi's new album as well? Oh, MC Yogi, of course, yes. Like he's he's another dear friend. I'm on his most recent album. Mm -hmm. um, MC Yogi and I have a lot of a lot of work to do together. <laughs> he's a good friend. We've done a lot of uh, shows and classes mm -hmm. around the world, and yeah. and we're going to continue to do that. And. Um, it goes on and on, and, and <laughs> Joey Lugasi and Micheline Berry and and um, Rocky uh, Rocky Dawuni, very much so, yeah. And and not only that, but like all the hip hop cats, mm -hmm. like you know AC Alone, Abstract Rude, Micah Nine, Desire Black, like all these people that I play with and have played with for years, and um, I'm going to continue to make. My Jata Beat albums, which are it's the Indian music. Yeah. You know, it's from Bhangra to classical to devotional, and, and I'll continue to make hip hop albums and um, jazz stuff. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna keep it moving. I, I must do this. Stay creative. Like I have no choice but to, but to, to create this music and, and to, to create. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it flows so freely through you. So uh, thank you. We are very blessed to have your presence here, and I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and just your great vibrations, man. Great vibrations, right. spreading them to the world. Truly, truly, truly a pleasure. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to, uh, uh, to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Namaste. Oh, namaste. Yes. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast with DJ Drez. Make sure to check out Drez's travel schedule and new music at djdrez.com. 
You can also find his awesome world music mixes on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Bandcamp. For more awesome Yoga Revealed episodes, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and drop us a five-star review if you truly appreciate the interviews we do. We are most grateful for you, the Yoga Revealers, for tuning in today. You are appreciated for your support and contribution as a loyal listener of the Yoga Revealed podcast. We will continue to bring inspiration and uplifting interviews your way every single week to help you become the brightest light that you can possibly be in your community. Catch us at yogarevealed.com for a free manifesto document that will inspire your new year and keep you on track for greatness. You can find more Yoga Revealed content on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. Until next time, live light, shine bright, yogis. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.